0: My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show? Hey guys, it's Jackie Cation. This is Dork Addendum Eleven. This is the show after the show where I read your letters and I'm in twenty thirteen. So I'm trying to catch up, is what I'm saying. Remember in your hearts that Patrick Brady doesn't do the audio on these, so he has not massaged this uh, in any way, shape, or form. I have done my haphazard uh, way of trying to levelate it using levelator and audacity and some of that. Other than that, so you'll know it's a dork addendum because the Mexican hat dance ended, and then now we're getting into it. What happens here? It's about 15 minutes. And I read some some awesome letters from people. And then I talk about what dorky thing I'm doing. What actual dorky thing I am doing. So, there we go. Let's start the magic. Douglas writes, uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. But 2013, Ms. Cation. I have just viewed your Risk live show in New York City, 223.12. The clip is almost a year old, so we're in 2015. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. Uh, the clip is almost a year old. Relative comments on cyberspace postings are timeless. I just wanted to know you to know that, in my opinion, you were the one with the charisma of the sun. I find it hard to believe that there are people out there who easily outshine you. I have been a fan of yours for a very long time, about 10 years. I still believe in you. I still believe that you are a top-tier talent. I am hoping above hope that your bid on Conan will lead to great things for your career. There's a genuinely wonderful quality to your performances. I know that being uh, self-deprecating is part of your shtick, but let's not lose sight of the fact that Jackie Cation is obviously a very, very special lady all of her own. Please note, I am not a weirdo. I am not an obsessed psycho. I am not a drunk. I'm not some homely fellow living in a basement somewhere in the wilds of Maryland. I'm a normal person with a wife, home, family, friends. I've written to you before with the same message for the same reasons. A sincere Happy Valentine's Day to you and yours from one of your fans. DW. D stands for Dougla- Douglas. Hey, Douglas, uh, I take it you're in Maryland. And, I to- and, and he's titled it Oddly Personal. I totally appreciate that. That was a story I told in 2012 on the Risk Show, Kevin Allison's podcast, Risk. And I actually just put it up just as audio um, when I was trying to figure out how to use Bandcamp for the premium episodes of The Dork Forest. So there's a story time, and it's a dollar. You can also go and just find it under Risk Live Show in New York City, 223.12, and see it for free, and see me doing it, but uh, I I cleaned up the audio on that, and it's a story, it's essentially uh, just a, it's a storytelling show, so it gets a lot more personal, and each of the stories that are on that Storytime album are very personal, and I thank you for your support. Uh Conan did. It led to other things, and it led to me doing another Conan. That's how old this letter is. But uh, thank you, Douglas Warden, And everybody, it's just the Dorkforest.bandcamp.com And everything's like a dollar or two dollars. And buy it, don't buy it. You've, you've done vital work. So, but let's get to the next one. Because we're already at three minutes. Melinda writes, I just watched you on Conan. You're the funniest comic I've seen in a long, long time. And I really love comics. I wish you all the best in your career. I hope to get to see more of your work, says Melinda. And this is also in February of twenty thirteen. Thank you, Belinda. How about Sherry? What a Sherry. You mentioned Margaret Atwood greatly in your podcast, so I googled her as well as the handmaid's tale. I could barely recall it. I'm guessing I saw only the previews for her for the movie long ago. When I was in elementary and high school I read all the time, it allowed an escape from my immediate surroundings. Amen, sister. Somewhere along the way I became preoccupied with being productive, and time spent reading sharply fell by the wayside. Uh, I just finished The Handmaid's Tale. It was simply the most amazing thing I've ever read. Technically, I listened to it as Claire Danes read it. Even my better half is reading it now. I know you're quite busy, but if you have a moment or two, what are some of your other favorite books? Thank you, Sherry. Sherry, uh, back in 2013, wrote to me about how much she loved The Handmaid's Tale. I love The Handmaid's Tale, but I have since not read any Margaret Atwood because it was so intense, it was so powerful. One one of my mother's in law, she reads all of them, all of them. So I would recommend other Margaret Atwood if you if you loved it and you think you could do more. The other the other one is, um, who wrote a prayer for Owen Meany? That was the only one of his books I read because it, I still have dreams about it because it was so well written and so beautiful. But find that guy John Irving. What did T.J. Dearing say? Uh, In February of 2013, I love your podcast. It's one of my absolute favorites every week. I look forward to it Wednesday when I can download it. I work 8 to 12 hours a night at a city job, sometimes working to 5 a.m. You always keep my nights fun and interesting. Uh, If you don't mind, I'd like to make a request if you can. I'd like very much sometime to hear someone who's a fan of some sort of the DC universe. Oh, 2013, I got this email. And it looks like I did respond to it because it says that I responded to it. And I will say this, TJ. Uh, I've I I have had a couple people, and I'd like to have more people on, just because it is true. I I'm pr- I'm more Marvel than Batman, and uh, DC. He continues. My doctor to is Batman since I was five, and I ask to be the Penguin from Batman Returns on Halloween. I love your show and love listening to it every week, but almost all the comic stuff gets brought up as Marvel, and I think someone should defend DC since they get razzed on a lot. Thanks again for your wonderful podcast that has entertained me and encouraged me to embrace my dorkdom so much more that I know I have an amazing Nightwing cosplay costume. Uh, That does sound awesome. Well played, sir. What does Mark write? Mark, loved your Don't Tell My Mother podcast on your friend Kelly. That is that same piece. That same piece that I wrote uh, for Risk that is on Bandcamp. I did a Don't Tell Your Mother. I only have like four stories, you guys. Anyway, that's not true. But uh, that year, I had four stories. Okay, uh, Marlena. I sent her a note, and a, pad, a magnet, and a patch. Magnets are gone, patches are gone. Now it's all Spooky Reading Girl stickers. And soon-to-be Dogs of the American Revolution stickers. It made my Monday. I appreciate the comedy in the dork forest. Helps me get through crunching numbers all day. I'm driving to Minnesota to see Maria in Red Wing and Fargo next month. Remember, this is uh, March 4th, 2014. Can't wait. It'll be great to visit some of my old stomping grounds, by the way. I'm planning on seeing you in Bloomington in June, too. Oh, yeah, I like the bonus tracks of you and your sweetie after the podcasts. Safe travels, and thanks again, Marlena. Well, Marlena, this is all fascinating from uh, March of 2013. I think 2013 was the last time I was in Bloomington, Indiana, doing the Comedy attic. So if you're out there, Dork Forest listeners, rangers, email Jared and tell him that I'd like to come back. But, uh... I, uh, it's very expensive for some reason to fly into Indiana, so I think he needs to know that more people will come and see me so that the the numbers will work out. So if you are anywhere in Indiana and would like to see me in Bloomington, uh, tell the comedy attic in Bloomington, Indiana that I will come. Other than that, it, I wish I had, uh, more magnets and patches, but I can't find anyone to make those nice pat uh magnets anymore, and the patches weren't that actually, weren't that popular. All right, Steve oh he's this is a guy from bloomington he He has a picture of Ted Bundy as his Facebook picture, and it creeped me out enough that I mentioned it to him. so this is uh Demirdo from Facebook. I've listened to your story on the Don't Tell my Mother podcast maybe eight times. I'm confounded by it. Oh, the Kelly story, yes, uh guess what this entire episode's just going to be about that story about Kelly. Go to bandcamp go to the dorkforest. and listen to my stories about uh yeah whatever the risk story okay it makes me wonder i wasn't socialized as a youth either and now i have to ponder if i've been doing it wrong the whole time specifically the parts about consuming someone or the warm glow of being of well-being and it tinged with the constant fear that you're never enough and the ability to trust and be a good friend boyfriend well steve you're good it's uh, i have met you since then and I think you're plugging along. You're doing the best uh, like we all are. You're doing the best you can. So don't worry about it. And Kelly's not a bad person. She's just, oh, she was a hard friend. And it just didn't, it didn't work in the end. She was doing the best she knew how. And it was, it just got weird. I made it, and remember, I made it weirder. (laughs) So keep that in mind. I got to get through this. This is, we're still in March of 2013. This might go a half an hour. What do you guys think? Yeah, let's go a half an hour. So, Mike writes in in March of 2013, I'm no expert on these matters, but it doesn't look like you're an Amazon affiliate. Ooh, I am an Amazon affiliate now. I think you might've been the one who told me how to do it. Mike, in March of 2013, a lot of podcasters are because they can make a few bucks when people shop Amazon. I tend to go to a podcaster's site and look for an Amazon link before making any large purchases. I could understand if you thought they were a bad company and didn't want to associate with them, but you're selling your albums via Amazon. Love the show. Did you know that Greg Proops Podcasters, do you know that you made Greg Proops Podcasters of Baseball Lineup? Signed, Mike. Uh, Someone did tell me that I made Greg Proops Podcasters of Baseball. I think he put me somewhere where it would have affected the game. He should have stuck me in right field, Uh, but I have no idea. (laughs) But he he is very supportive of me, and I am a huge fan of his, so that's symbiotic. And I am an Amazon affiliate. And I can probably use this option, opportunity to plug that. If you go to jackiecacia.com and go on the upper right hand side of the thing, there's a white banner that says support the show by shopping at Amazon. You click through to Amazon and then you do your shopping like normal. Doesn't cost you anything extra. And I get a kickback from Amazon. There you go. Thanks for that, uh, opportunity, Mike. Well done. Benjamin. Benjamin writes, Hey, heard you on the radio some time ago. Loved your bit about Zelda. Ooh, that is a classic. That's the Final Fantasy Legend Eps, uh, bit from, uh, 2003. Been listening to your podcast and loving that as well. Anyway, I was excited to see you'd be in Austin next month and was wondering if you'd be doing any other events or shows that do not require a Moontown Comedy Festival badge, or if you're just going to be hanging around Austin between shows. I tried to get a Moontower badge, but I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. It's very expensive the Moon Tower badge. I don't know if they've adjusted it since 2013. 2015 was the first year I didn't go to Moon Tower, but uh, I do play the Cap City Comedy Club once a year usually in Austin. So Benjamin, if you get a chance, uh, yeah, he closes it with. Also, there's a neat Japanese-style arcade in Austin called Arcade UFO. Check it out if you ha- if you can. They have Time Crisis. Looking forward to hearing from you. Looks like I responded to him in 2013, so I'm not a complete jackass. Uh, I've never been, I've never been to that, that, that arcade. I would love to go to that arcade in Austin. Okay. Joan writes in March of 2013, Dear Jackie, I couldn't be at the Ventura Harbor comedy club last night with Bob, my son, Debbie, my daughter-in-law, but I saw your show on Conan. Very clever. And incidentally, congratulations on your marriage. And thanks to the internet and your webpage, I was able to see a lot of your material. I love all of it. I remember when you first got started, and babysat Caitlin and Cole and worked in Deb's office. Oh, this must be someone <laughs> that I know. Oh, you know who it is? It's their grandmother. Uh, <laughs> yes, I used to work in closed captioning, and Deborah uh, was my boss. And I would babysit her kids, Caitlin and Cole, for years. Those children, by the way, are in their 20s. Caitlin started doing stand-up comedy. Anyway... Uh, if you ever get to Florida, we have a great comedy club in West Palm Beach. My husband and I will be there as your biggest fans. Keep making us laugh and break a leg on every gig. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mrs. Schuster. Okay. Uh, Mike. Mike writes. A different Mike, I think. One time I was awkward to your face to the point of probably seeming mean. If you ever encountered anyone whose awkwardness bordered on mean, maybe that was me. You probably wouldn't remember the specific instance. Anyway, you're funny and awesome. Just trying to balance out the bad with the good. A stranger who recognized you once. I hope I responded to this guy, because it doesn't look like I did, but I must have. Mike, if I haven't, and this is from April of 2013, (laughs) don't worry about it. Uh, If it was super bad, I probably made a joke about it on stage, and then you were vilified in that way, which is another way of making an atonement. So don't worry about it. You provided a moment of comedy. And if I didn't if it wasn't mean enough for me to comment on, mm, uh, I'd probably get over it, but I appreciate the apology via the email. All right, Frank writes from Orlando, "You come across as really funny. Why is it that women always talk about men farting? Women cut the fog too. And I have heard belching from women that would make a man blush." Oh, and not to leave this thought out, you are pretty." Well, Frank from Orlando. I don't know any women who talk about farting. Uh, and yes, women women also fart. I fart. I uh, I pass gas. I have bodily functions. Uh, I don't find them hilarious. That's not true. I find them hilarious in real life. I don't find them hilarious enough <laughs> to discuss on stage. Uh, belching is not fun for me. It's not something I'm I'm in favor of. And I am pretty. Thank you very much. There you go. Next up. James, where are we at? Where are we at? Okay, the last one. And this one is from April 9th, 2013. And it's a long one. Okay, hi, Jackie. Sincerely hope this helps. I'm a bit of a DFW convert. What's DFW? Columbia College in fiction writing. Uh, I've read any of his work. Who is DFW? I should have reread these before I went with this. An example I've listened to The Beatles. Anyway. Uh, there we go. Oh, David Foster Wallace. There we go. Uh, it wasn't after I graduated from Columbia College in Chicago with a fiction writing degree that I actually read any of his work despite having been recommended constantly to me by my classmates and co-workers at the chain bookstore I worked at while I was in school. It's one of my great faults, my tendency to ignore that which is nearly universally praised. You, uh, James, are not alone from Chicago. An example, I've listened to The Beatles, who hasn't, but it's more fun to argue that The Fall or The Wire or The Heat were all better English bands than The Beatles. And I can. Oh, you sound like a bit of a button pusher, actually, James. And to be more completely honest, it wasn't until immediately after the man had offed himself that I picked up I.J. I read a supposedly fun thing based on the careful, considered and enthusiastic recommendation of a good friend who was in film school at the time and enjoyed it immensely, especially the essays on Kafka and the one about David Lynch and Blue Velvet it was clear that I was missing out on something pretty great. David Foster Wallace's writing style and persona became a running gang between the friend and I, and hours before the news broke, that same friend and I were doing this borderline Dadaist, capitalizing that, let alone deciding to include it in the statement as an adjective, cost me some amount of embarrassment, but I'm letting it stand. Life bit about how, in an alternate universe, uncannily similar to our own, David Foster Wallace was anxiously anxiously writing an episode of Men of a Certain Age. This is from 2013, this letter, you guys. Hours later, I heard the news of his passing over the radio in my car, and I wept. The next day, I went out and picked up Infinite Jest and polished it off in a couple of weeks, weeks of nonstop reading, made possible by the aimlessness of postgraduate unemployment. Here's my burning question for your mystery guest. That was Josh Gondelman, by the way. Josh Gondelman, not a mystery. Loves David Foster Wallace. That was an excellent episode of The Dark Forest. And uh, he now writes for the John Oliver TV show on HBO. Uh, First question. It looks like I might have forwarded this. Hopefully I did to John Oliver. John uh, Gondelman. John Gondelman? Josh Gondelman. There we go. How long did it take him to read Infinite Jest? This is one of the questions that always comes up around the book, in large part, due to the fact that David Eggers included his own timeline, four weeks, in a foreword to the paperback edition. Two, upon completing Infinite Jest, did your mystery guest go right back to the beginning again? Is Infinite Jest itself an entertainment? What is their favorite entry from James O. Incandesa filmography? Three, what is their opinion of John Krasinski's adaptation of brief interviews and would, should, could anyone, successfully, meaning awesomely, adapt any one of David Foster Wallace's other work? By the way, these questions, I'm going to read them. Feel free to email me at jackie at jackiecation.com if you have answers to this, because maybe I'll just keep forwarding it to him. What did he think of The Pale King? There are passages that will stick with me longer than probably anything else he's written, but I'm not sure it's due to the fact that his last... Or if it's just that good? Has being a DFW fan changed his or her views on attitudes towards mental illness at all, thoughts on the depressed person, or other stories regarding DFW's personal battle- battles, or perhaps their own? How long has being a DFW fan influenced his comedy? Uh, I'm a lapsed open micer and found that when I write long form, uh, e.g., an overly wordy email <laughs> like this, I only tend to amuse myself, but I wonder if there's any practical lessons, mystery guest. Not a mystery by the way but I but J- Josh Gondelman has gleaned from having read DFW I could come up with more likely will but this is a good start and and may some way help you eagerly anticipating this episode and thanks for allowing me your time and attention to this post to this point you're a very funny person Jackie and I wish you the best sincerely James James I just realized that you wrote this because I didn't know who David Foster Wallace was and James Josh Gondelman was coming on the show and so probably on the show, I read him those questions. Yeah. So anyway, there's a reason why I never read the questions out loud, you guys. It's because I'm not particularly good at it. But here's the good news. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, those were, those, those are those are from May. May of 2013. Dork Addendum 12, we'll get into it. We'll get into June. Maybe we'll one day catch up with, with what's going on. What am I doing? Well I've been listening to some books on tape you guys. I listened to Ursula Le Guin's book Gifts. As in a Christmas gift or some sort of birthday gift. The name of the book is Gifts and it was beautifully written and it was a beautiful book and I have to say I loved it. But there's it's so beautiful that you can't it's hard to listen to all at once because it's such dense prose. But she is such a great writer, Ursula Guin. And then the other thing, that, and that my brother Phil gave me that book. Now I'm walking over to a box of books on tape that my mom's upstate, Andy's, uh, my mom's in-law, gave me. And uh, feel free to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com, on this note, because I'm going to end because I'm going to read you the thousand books on tape that they gave me. Those guys, by the way? Uh, my, my mom's-in-law, they love a murder mystery. I read the Jack Reacher book because uh, Fran was like, you should do it. You should read Jack Reacher. And so I did. So, here's my question. Here's the ones they gave me. Steve Hamilton, Winter of the Wolf Moon. I've never even heard of that author. Nevada Barr. Never heard of that person. Called Borderline. J.D. Robb, R-O-B-B. Seen that all over every airport ever. It's called Salvation in Death. Maybe I'll do that one. This one doesn't have a label on it. This one is Harlan Coben. Deal Breaker. Never heard of it. Nora Roberts. That's going to be sexy time, isn't it? Morrigan's Cross. Alright. And Iris Johansson. This is three books in one. Pandora's Daughter, Quicksand, and Dark Summer. Never heard of her. And Michael Palmer, never heard of him, the first patient. Alright guys, I think that that is a good dork addendum. That's what I've been doing. Other than that, just kind of puttering around and looking for new chicken recipes. So, uh, I made one for Martha Stewart. A lot of chili chili powder, not enough. I want it spicy, so I'm going to swap it out for cayenne next time. Anyway, uh, this has been a dork addendum. I hope that you are having a lovely day. Take care out there. Goodbye.